0: To the word today, uh, obviously the topic is neglected righteousness. And um, it's, it's, it's uh, something the Lord kind of downloaded that forced us to discuss. So, y'all got to pray for me. I forgot my glasses again. Huh? Yeah. I, I didn't take my glasses to the gym. So. And I've had her right there, you know. So, uh, she says you give me a straight. All right, so uh, I was meditating on this. I'm gonna t- uh, please pray that I take my time because so much uh, the Lord wants to download to us. So, so we, when we talk about righteousness in this particular t- uh, area, we're going to talk about uh, uh, loyalty to innocence. Loyalty to innocence, you know, within that is what righteousness actually means, Uh, but loyalty to innocence, loyalty to truth, Uh, loyalty to honesty, and loyalty to mercy. Now, I think some of us do pretty good with mercy because a lot of times we want to give mercy because we want mercy, you know, (laughs) some of us, some of us don't give no mercy to nobody, but I'm just saying, in general, because it's a struggle to live a righteous life. So, since it's a struggle to live a righteous life, you know, uh, many fall short of living righteously. So, you know, people—how uh, can I say—they—they—they—they they, they, they gravel or, or 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 greedily run to mercy. You know, like mercy is almost like like folk don't even live for God and operate. Ah, oh, man, it's okay. It's not big that big of a deal. All right. But, but here we're talking about neglected righteousness, so neglected loyalty to innocence, truth, honesty, and mercy. Um, and that word neglect means abandoned. Uh, abandoned. And for our uh, purposes here, without consideration. See, see, so sometimes we can be inconsiderate. So if you're inconsiderate, you, you're not considering something, right? You, you could be not considering because you're ignoring it. You could be not considered because you're neglected. You could be so hurt, you're clouded from it, right? Uh, we're going to get into a teaching on blind spots here soon. So, but it's inconsiderate, right? <laughs> right? And so, neglected righteousness is where we've abandoned our loyalty to innocence or it's not even a consideration, <laughs> right? Or our loyalty to truth is not a consideration, um, our loyalty to honesty is not consideration. Some people say, well, you know, most people are very honest. Not necessarily true. Uh, most people actually lie or live a lie. I'm not putting no one down. I mean, reflex lie. You know how we, we reflex lie, but we say it's not really a lie. You know, but it's a lie. Lies a lie is a lie is a lie, right? <laughs> right. Or 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 so so, James, let's say if we're not walking in genuinely who we are. So let's say if you say, Hey, you like that? And I reflex and go, yeah. But I really don't like it. I just lied, didn't I? Yeah. White, pink, purple. It's a lie. <laughs> she, she said it's a white lie. <laughs> how did they categorize that? I mean, how did they come up with the color, the color code for lies? It's a color code for lies, right? All right, so, so, so in, in our culture, uh, we, there's, there's been a lot of uh, causes, right? You agree? Because it doesn't seem nobody else. I mean, <laughs> it's a lot of causes. Uh, but but let's, let's look at a, a particular cause that I don't really see coming up in, on any news reports or anything. For some reason, I, I mean, I, I figured it was important, but, you know, maybe I haven't seen any, any banners for this. So Psalm 35. Psalm 35. <laughs> Take your time, Keith. Slow down, brother. Uh, Psalm 35, and we're going to start here at verse 27. Look, it says, Let them shout for joy and be glad that favor my righteous cause. Hallelujah. <laughs> <Yeah! Alleluia! laughs> look, look, look. It says, <laughs> <laughs> So, we got somebody over there favoring his righteous cause. She with me. Right? So, so, so it, says, let the, it says, let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified. You can say it. Let the Lord be magnified. Right? Which has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Right? It says, look, and my tongue shall speak of thy righteousness and of thy praise all the day long. So, so, so again... There's a lot of causes out here, uh-huh. but for what I see, this is the cause that should be drawn our favor and our interest. Mm-hmm. This is this should be the cause of consideration, That's right? This right? mm-hmm. is God talking, right? right. Mm-hmm. Anybody? Anybody agree? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Amen. All> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so, so it was so interesting. I'm gonna use me because you know. Yeah, you guys may not operate this way. But as I, as I was growing up in the city of Newark, New Jersey, be honest with you, um, I only looked through the lenses of my cause. That's the only, you know, whatever, whatever was getting on my nerves, that's the only thing I, look, I looked through. And so I couldn't really see God's cause. Matter of fact, I was inconsiderate to God's cause. God's cause wasn't even, because I God's cause, you know, I, you know. I need a new pair of shoes. <laughs> think about, that's, that's how I, I grew, you know. And, um, and I came to the kingdom and it sh- shifted me to understand there was a cause greater than any cause I could ever think about. And it was God's righteous cause. And the reason why is because the righteous cause has an eternity impact. I repeat, the, a righteous cause has an eternity impact. See, the scripture says in 1 Timothy 6, 12, it says, lay hold on eternal life, right? So, 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 so uh, where successes and some of the things of the world, they have a temporary impact. So, basic, basically, whatever the cause is, will it last when Jesus comes, right? <laughs> you know, will it, will, could, can it sustain the test of time? And so, our, our, the, the first... Uh, Time I ever preached in front of my family, mostly my majority of my family, it was a funeral. And uh, so we, the whole time I'm like, okay, I gotta go back home and and I gotta I gotta preach. And so they knew me way back then, you know what I'm saying, back in the day. And then tough crowd, I just call it tough crowd, right? And because you normally don't get those collections of people in the church, or or to hear, what well, at this particular time one of the church was in the funeral home. But you don't normally don't get that collection of people. So I said, Lord, man, what am I talking to them about? you got to come right. you got to come correct. And so he told me to talk about time from this standpoint because you have, you, you have the time of your birth and the time of your death, and there's a dash in between. So before your time of birth, you're living in the eternal realm, in the heaven realm. Mm-hmm. Then you're birthed into the earth realm, which we call the temporary place. Right, And then when you, when you die, you go back into eternity. Now, some of us are going to spend eternity in heaven, and some of us are going to spend eternity with weeping and gnashing of teeth. The Bible said that. That's not Keith. Right? Right? And so, so, so what I was challenging my, my family at that time is like to lay hold on eternal life. Don't get so caught up in a temporary. So the oldest person that we know, oldest, oldest person in this room, and I hope it ain't me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, lately I've been like, you know, it's. it's, it's oh, that's right. I forgot you're older than me by eight months. So Pastor Mel's 59. So. <laughs> so. Oh, stop. She looks good for 59. All right. Wait a minute, wait a minute. What, what, what month is this? May oh, Okay, I'm still 58. It's good. So. I, I got to August. But, but, but my, point, my point here is this, like, all that's temporary time. If you find somebody in the room that's 100, put 100 on the scale and put eternity on the scale. There's no comparison. But we make a lot of our decisions for a temporary time. A lot of our approvals are for temporary time, right? Not eternal time. And so when you start favoring righteous causes, you start thinking eternity. So now I'm not engaging people to like me. I'm engaging people to like him. (laughs) You see what I'm saying? I'm not engaging people to be just successful on this earth. I'm engaging people so they can actually live a fulfilling life in the heaven realm. When there's a new heaven and a new earth, they actually will have a mansion there too. Not, they're gone. And I, and I hear screams afar far away because they're weeping and gnashing their teeth, right? So, so, so again, a righteous cause has an eternity back, uh, eternity impact. So, the scripture tells us what? To seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, right? In Matthew 633, right? So, the first thing, our first priority. Because, you know, you know, we, uh, me and my wife was talking about this driving in. We, she was talking about purpose and stuff like that. And we all scrambled. What's my purpose? What am I supposed to do? Hey, hey, how about this? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you, right? So whatever other thing that can exist in this temporary, you create a magnet to attract it when you're doing kingdom work first, Right? Right? So, so, I didn't say, I said kingdom work first, right? right. I didn't tell you not to go to work. Right. I didn't tell you not to, you know, to visit grandma. I didn't tell you not to fix your biscuits. <laughs> what I said was kingdom work first, right? First John 2. 1 John 2, 29. I'm, I'm going to read it out of Amplified just for time's sake. So look at this. If you know that he is absolutely righteous, we're talking about God, right? It says, "You know for certain that everyone who practices righteousness, doing what is right and conforming to God's will, has been born of him." See, so 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 we don't have to keep claiming, you know, I love God. I'm I, you know I'm a Christian. I mean, we don't have to claim all that. It's obvious because you're what doing righteous. Right, You're operating off a righteous cause. You're a righteous cause first, right? right? Right You haven't noticed this this is how my mind thinks, okay? You haven't noticed there's plenty of advocates for uh, compromise. Plenty there's all types of people, hey, hey, man, hey, 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 back up off them. Hey, nobody's perfect. Or, hey, hey, let come on, yeah, come on, man. everybody's sin. So there's plenty of advocates for compromise. For the people that's compromising, and Christians are supporting people that are compromising. That's right. You know why? They he said that. <laughs> he said it. But who's advocating for the righteous? Like you ever see, like, like I mean, I haven't seen a time. I just went through news. I don't watch the news. I don't went through all types. of. Listen, Google it. Everything come up on Google. I haven't seen no like, no, I haven't seen a move, uh, $700 million events for the righteous. I, I haven't seen people wearing on T-shirts, you know, to support the righteous. Vote for the righteous. I ain't seen nothing for the righteous. If the righteous open their mouths, I have seen, hey, 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 hey. Let's say, hey, back up now. You know, you're gonna make people feel bad because you're living righteous. But we don't say that the other way. Somebody come around you and they living in compromise, we don't go, hey, you know these people are righteous, right? Why are you gonna roll them? why are you gonna smoke that around them? Why are you gonna do you don't see that? Where's the advocates for the righteous? Because I was just thinking through, like, like, listen, I love y'all. I'm trying to live right. Like, seen and unseen. Where are my support? Anybody love me? <laughs> James, who got my back? Who telling me, hey man, it's okay, man. You just living righteous. Where where, 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 where you at? <laughs> she said it sounded like the baby said, Well. <laughs> All right, but I just, I just, I I watched this and I just like, God has a righteous cause. What's wrong with people trying to live according to it? And where's the where's the crew? Where are the signs? We want righteous. We want righteous. Where where we at? See, see, something's wrong with that. We hide righteous, but we manifest compromise. And we come up, listen. If we had a book for all the insights, cliches, angles for how it's okay to compromise, listen, we'd probably run out of, like, like, like it'd fill up a whole bookstore. If you just come up with all the lines and all the angles and all the, let's, I, I listened to, listen, man, you know, uh, uh, people, I saw a movie the other day and, and, and the person was supposed to be a pastor. <laughs> and That wasn't nice. Well, y'all didn't see the movies, so and I'm not going to say what movie it was. But, but the person was supposed to be a pastor, and I was like, are you serious right now? But everything that came out of the person's mouth was, it's okay not to be righteous. It's not okay. Right. It's just not. Okay, but don't take my word for it, all right? Don't, don't take my word for it, okay? We'll just read some things in the book here. So look at, look at this. So, so when I say advocates, look at this, uh, Galatians 6. Because the Bible talks about, like, again, it talks about no respect to person, and we'll get to that. But it talks about an exception. And that exception is those that are righteous. They should have some additional support. Look at uh, Galatians 6, uh, verse 10. Galatians 6, verse 10. And it says, as we have, therefore, opportunity. We do have the opportunity. It says, let us do good unto all men. So every opportunity you get, do good, right? right. Especially unto them who are of the household of faith. Right. Especially. So, so it's saying, hey, do good to everybody. Right. Even though the scripture says no respect to a person, it says those who are of the household of faith that are trying to live righteous, especially do good to them. Right? Because they need help. like. They don't have a lot of support. Right? So, 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 as I was meditating to this, because people, you know, kind of put God in this box. You know, you know God's a God of love. And they, remember, I, you know, I always talk about how we limit love to kindness. That's all we, we forget God chasing so many love. We forget the scripture says open rebuke is better than secret love. We forget all that. It was just one category, uh, kindness. But God's love is reflected in being open to all who, all that choose righteousness, not all that soothe unrighteousness. I'm going to repeat that. God's love is reflected in being open to all that choose righteousness, not all that soothe unrighteousness. See, so, so, so again, even as Christians, we forgot how to be open to people that are choosing righteousness. We live a life where we're trying to work to prove that we can soothe unrighteousness. You know, we've crossed over into a place where even sanctification and holiness in the house is almost like, hey, you don't want to do that because people won't come to church. You know, we want to have flavor. We want to, we, we, we want to, we want to have Christian hip-hop and don't mention Jesus. That's nothing wrong with Christian hip-hop. Well, let me change that. There's nothing wrong with Christian rap. Because if you study out hip-hop, if you study out the meaning of hip-hop, it has nothing to do with God. The root meaning, I'm not talking about people that don't know what it means, but it doesn't have nothing to do with God. If you just study it out, you know, that's a whole nother story. I interviewed a youth that was. At our music teaching, and they'll give you a breakdown of what I mean by that, right? I'm not going to get into that right now. All right, so all those who are open and not soothing righteous, look at Leviticus 19. So, you know, because you got to get to the law first. Mention what did God the original tent? Now, you know, I, I I talk to a lot of people, and sometimes people go, "Well, it's in the Bible." Listen. You can't do everything in the Bible. You have to do everything that you're instructed to do by God in the Bible. Because everything in the Bible is a, a fact, but everything ain't truth. The, the Bible lists people that were in sin. So you're going to do what they're doing too? That's in the Bible. The Bible lists people that were in compromise. The Bible lists people that turned their back on God. That's written in the Bible. So if you go, well, that's in the Bible. That don't mean it's Okay. Is it in line with God's righteousness? Right? Read the whole story. Why am I getting all hyped? Okay, so Luke 19. I said I would take my time. Leviticus 19. You got my back? (laughs) All right, so 1915. Look, look, this is is God trying to give them instructions. Okay, so let let, let me just give you a little backdrop here. God was just rolling with Adam and Eve and everything was cool. Gave them the choice of obedience because he wanted them to draw authority. He knew the adversary kicked down to, to heaven. They would need authority to have dominion and power over him. So when he told them, hey, you can have everything, duh, just don't mess with these two trees. Everything's mine. Who cares about the two trees? But he was also trying to teach them obedience so they can draw authority, right? And he didn't want them to eat of the tree, of knowledge of good and evil, but he gave them choice. And once they ate, ate of that tree, now evil was an option. Rebellion is an option. Unrighteousness is now an option. Before they ate of that tree, everything was all good. You read through the Bible. It says he did this and it was good. He made this and it was good. All through Genesis 1 and it was good. So, so that's the only time it was all good. So stop saying that. It ain't all good now. It's not. Like, why do we say that? That's not the truth. That's a lie. It was only all good at that particular time. After sin, now evil entered in. Evil's the opposite. Some of y'all sitting right now, y'all considered evil last night. Something that wasn't good in the sight of God, okay? You know, I'm sure you wasn't... Uh uh, offering up incense to the devil last night. At least I hope. Right? right. But my point is after that people considered evil so before that Adam and Eve, it said they were in the presence of God so we look at this platform as the presence of God. They're in the presence of God. They're good. Satan offered Eve a temptation. She had to walk out of the presence of God. Mm-hmm. So Before that, you're playing off of Genesis 1-1, heaven and earth. In the beginning, God created heaven and conjunction, heaven and earth collectively. You're enjoying the things of heaven on earth, right? After sin, there's a separation that takes place. Now, you're just in the earth realm, and you're inconsiderate to the heaven realm. Not not you're mad at the heaven realm. You don't even think about it. Right now, some of you got financial decisions you have to make this week. Why is it stressing you out? Because all you can see is what you have. You can't see your spiritual blessings in heavenly places. You can't see it being on earth as it is in heaven, Matthew 6.10. Right? So you're inconsiderate, right? You're neglecting the presence of God. His, his, a part of favoring his righteous cause, he said he wanted us to prosper. That's, right. That's what it said. Didn't we just read that? Yeah. yeah. So so, so if, I'm, if I'm rolling with heaven, James, and a situation comes up, oh, this ain't, I can't prosper in this. Oh, we need to change this. See, I got access. I see, oh, no, look, look I, I have a pantry, a heavenly pantry that is storing everything I need. So when I'm in a situation and there's a demand, I go to the pantry and pull that off from the heaven realm, inject it into the earth realm, and I'm flowing. But if the pantry's empty, Mm -hmm. then I feel I'm I'm concerned. We don't have what we need. If I can't see the pantry, if I'm not considering the pantry, I'm just looking at nothing's on the table. But the pantry's full. But I'm inconsiderate of the pantry. Mm -hmm. I'm living life as if the pantry don't exist. And the more that I get caught up in the sin, it blinds me more and more from the pantry. Yeah, Yeah, I know I ain't talking about just the pantry, right? I just thought I'd just use that because, you know, everybody eat, right? (laughs) Everybody eat, right? Right? All right, so what was that? Oh, I'm sorry. I was trying to lead to Leviticus 19. So, after a while, God is hes patient, but he's like, these people have lost their mind. They're, at first, some people uh, had their toe outside of my presence, but they, most, of the, most, of, uh, most of them was in my presence. Then some people stepped where they were on the line, kind of. Now they kind of run. <laughs> they like all over the place. So what I got to do is reset the boundaries. Yes, yes, yes. So I established laws, commandments, not for prevention, but for protection. Why? Because you're, you, the lines have been blurred. You've been so far outside of my presence, you don't even consider me anymore. See, if you don't consider the pantry, you ain't considering the provider of the pantry. So. It's like you don't exist. He said, so now I have to get them back to righteousness, right standing in God's, right back in the presence of God. God. Right? And so he established these laws. Whew. I lifted today, but I didn't do no cardio. <laughs> All right, so, so uh, Leviticus 19, 15. It says, it says, ye shall do no. Now, he's, he's breaking down instruction. You shall do no unrighteousness in judgment. It says, thou shalt not respect the person of the poor, right, nor honor the person of the mighty, but in righteousness shalt thou judge thy neighbor, right? So when it says, it says, thou shalt not respect, it says, be partial or show favoritism to the person of the poor. Nor honor the person of the mighty, but in righteousness shall thou judge thy neighbor. So who's in right standing with God is the assessment, not based on their circumstances. Not because they have much and I want to suck up to them. Not because they have little and I do look at you. Or sometimes I'm going to be extra merciful to you because you don't have nothing. Because, you know, we live this hating life. I'm going to hate the people that have and I want, see, look, look, they don't have nothing. You know, we're trying to build our esteem on those that are without, as opposed to positioning those that are without so they can have, they can get access to the pantry too. See, so if I'm operating in righteousness, I'm making sure everybody accesses God, rich or poor. See, see, see I'm not, no respecter of person. It's all about, are you, are, are you with them or not? Are you in his presence or not? Do you have all access to heaven? Are are you eternity minded? Are you going to live eternity with Christ? Are you neglecting salvation? The scripture says you can do that. So I don't care how much much less or more you have. I'm still dealing with everybody through one lens. What? Righteousness. That's That's the major cause, right? Not the the video you saw in Ethiopia. That ain't the major cause. The cause is righteousness, right? Okay. We good? The Bible said that, right? I didn't say that, right? right, Let's look at Isaiah 30, verses 10 through 12. This is kind of interesting because here we have these laws that was established and we were playing off of righteousness and then what people started to compromise. God already told them, don't just just be mating with everybody. Uh, Be not unequally yoked with unbelievers started way back then. He said, but they didn't listen. And they started to, everybody started to get with everybody, you know. And they started taking on their gods. Then they had judges, they asked for judges. God gave them judges. That wasn't the original plan. Then, Then they saw that they had kings, we want kings. Look, how'd that work for you? You got Saul out the deal. Didn't you talk about he only had two years with God? Was that yesterday? Yes, sir. Uh, God, he was with God for two years out of the 40-year out of, out of reign. reign. He was evil for 38. And he was their king. Right? So you have, this, you have all this stuff going on. And then you had people that were righteous and was trying to remind people of, hey, this is what the issue is. But listen, listen, look at this. Isaiah 30, starting with verse 10. I'm going to read it out of Amplified. It says, who say to the seers, that's the prophets, you must not see visions from God. (laughs) they was telling people, no, 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 no. no. Hey, hey, hey. Stop seeing visions from God. And to the prophets, you must not prophesy to us what is right. Speak to us pleasant things. Look, soothe our unrighteousness and smooth words. (laughs) prophesied deceitful illusions that we will enjoy. (laughs) Get out of the true way. Turn aside from the path of God. Stop bothering us with the Holy One of Israel. Therefore, the Holy One of Israel says this, because you have refused and rejected this word of mine and have put your trust in oppression and guile and have relied on them, therefore this wickedness, this sin, this injustice, this wrongdoing will be to you like a crack in a wall about to fall, a bulge in a high wall whose collapse comes suddenly and instant. So he's saying that people just coming to him and say, hey, hey, man, I understand. You said nobody's perfect. I renew nobody's perfect. Hey, let me get you out of this. You just need to go this way. Oh, okay, there you go, man. And nobody trying to hear all that. You know, I just, I saw a vision from God and God said, now is the time. God said, now is the time. Even though, You've been pondering, ah, should I do it now? Now's the time. The response would be, nah, nah, nah. I, I, I don't feel like doing that right now. I'm not comfortable with that right now. Matter of fact, could you not repeat that to me ever again? I don't want to really, listen, man, nobody really trying to hear that. See, here you go beating me down with what God customized customized for you. They didn't even want to hear what God customized for them. What are we doing? And so, for centuries, God has always had his remnant that would stay on that wall, would stand in the gap, and no matter what winds of, of the world, compromise, hustle, they still would share what the say of the Lord. We we'll still favor God's righteous cause. Right? And, you know, and I was thinking through this, like, sometimes I, I, I get it. Um... Some people, some some of us, sometimes are frustrated with Christians because of lack of kindness. You know, you need to be more kind. People have gone through stuff. But but keeping it real, a lot of solid Christians are frustrated for people's lack of holiness. Keeping it real, like because, okay. So so yeah, I talk about sports a lot because I play basketball. So I play point guard and. Think about me, as much as I, I, don't like, I, I don't mind scoring, I don't mind, but you know what I like most about basketball? Winning. You know what I like most about chess? Winning. I, I, I don't care what it is, I like to win. Go interview any great player, NFL, NBA, you'll hear something come out of their mouth consistently. They love to win. So the thing about winning is, if, 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 if it ain't tennis, my winning, Is I can't do it alone. So I can be as as prepared, focused, in shape, and excellent, but if we're on the same page, we lose the game. So some players are like, man, sometimes it's hard playing with you. I was like, no, I just wanna win, bro. So you you wanna be lazy and go, "Ah, I haven't shot in a while. No, every time I come down the court, every decision was important to me. We call it every trip is important. I'm not wasting trips. So I want the ball in the hand of the person that has the the best opportunity to score, even if it's not me. If if Ms. Lamar is not missing, I'll just keep giving them the ball. People have played with me and scored 90 points. they played with me and scored 84 points. Why? They were hot. I I, could have scored. The team wasn't that great, but they wasn't missing. Y'all think I'm talking about basketball, don't you? It's the same thing. You know how to win in the kingdom is righteous cause. And so when other people aren't operating the righteous cause, God's men and women of God's, they're not putting you down. They're saying, hey, if you want to win, hey, don't take the narrow road. No, I'm saying don't take the broad road. Take the narrow road, uh, Matthew seven thirteen. Take the narrow way, the righteous way. Oh, you're going to be fulfilled the whole trip. Don't let betrayal stop you. Don't let misunderstanding stop you. Don't let hurt and heartache stop you. Just stay on the road. You win. Jesus didn't let none of that stop him. He got betrayed. He got played. He got abused. He got beat down. We just read the script. They left him. We read that this morning. The Master Life, right? No, that was uh, Paul. Paul said out of three, three disciples, two of them just left, just left. Just rolled out on them. But you gotta stick and stay. It's independent of what everybody else is doing. It's righteous cause. Right? All right so, so, so we good? All right. <laughs> and this is the thing. I think I think as we're growing, we do, some of us, a lot of us recognize God is merciful. And God is. It's true. If you if somebody thinks, well, you know what, well, God's God's mercy. The dangerous thing is we think God is only merciful. That's the, the dangerous part. It's not dangerous to think he's merciful, but it's dangerous to think he's only merciful. We don't recognize God's holy. Guess what? And he's a God of wrath, too. We just skip that part. And so some things we do place a demand for mercy. But there's some things we do Place a demand for wrath. But we want to take the things we do that, that place a demand for wrath and push it into the mercy category. That's not how it works. Unfortunately, this is not how it works. Because people don't wake up. Mercy, when you give mercy to someone that slipped, they wake up. Because they so appreciate the mercy they didn't deserve. They go, oh, Man, I don't know what I was thinking. They, they're so appreciative, and they're so appreciative to God, they changed their lives. So God knows. He, look, look he, we read it. Well, we didn't get to, to it today, but it's in a, a master life this week. He's searching to and fro, looking at our hearts, right. right? It was uh, 2 second, second Chronicles 16, 9, looking at our hearts, right? So he's looking at our hearts. He says, oh, t- mercy going to get them over the hump. But then some of us are so callous and hard. The only thing that's gonna wake you up is pain. That's the only thing that's gonna make you change. Like, listen, think about it. over and over and over. You know, I, I need to get myself together. No, the Lord's working on me. God's not finished with me. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. Fifteen years don't went by. Only thing that's gonna change that person is wrath. So you, but but it's not God, it's you. See, he chastens them he loves. It's you. You, you. you crossed over into I need wrath to change. God didn't do that. He gave you every opportunity to, to be in the mercy category. So y'all, y'all want me to talk about something else? <laughs> change the message. Hey, you know what? Hey, hey, it's all going to be okay. Just keep doing what you're doing. You'll be fine. Psych. All right, so, so 1 Peter 1. Let's look at 1 Peter 1. So remember, God is, God is not just merciful. He's, he's holy, and he's also uh, a God of wrath. In addition to, so, so don't, don't, don't cancel him out in the mercy category because you are correct. Somebody tell you you're lying, you are not lying. God is a merciful God. Right? Was it his, his mercies are renewed, what? There you go. All right, see? We got, see, we got those scriptures now. <laughs> hey, Lord, I need to renew my prescription on mercy. Like, I just, you know, I just kind of, I kind of ran out. My scripture expired. My prescription. <laughs> All right, so First Peter uh, 1, 15. It says, but as he which has called you is holy so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. That word of uh, conversation means in all manner of living, right? Is this because it is written, be ye holy, for I am holy. So, so our goal is to be holy, not to say nobody's perfect. Well, whether you say that or not, that may be true, but you're not striving to be the nobody perfect. You could do nothing and be in that category, right? If you do nothing right now, nobody's perfect. Matter of fact, if you do nothing right now, you're subject to gravity. You don't have to do nothing. Matter of fact, you don't have to pray, do cartwheels or backflips. I don't see nobody floating around this room. You got to do something to fly, though, don't you? You got to do something to be holy. That's all. You got to do something to be holy. You don't have to do nothing to ascribe to nobody's perfect. You have to do something to, to go beyond that. It would be nice if we got it all when we got here. But then you wouldn't be choice, right? I said before you, life and death, blessings and curses. Choose life. Choose righteousness. Choose holiness. And then once you make the choice, start to take the next best step from here. I I just had this message. Do you think we're going to walk out the door? If you wasn't holy, you're going to be holy? If the, the, the miracles, all things are possible with God, Right? DJ, it could happen, right? More than likely, you got to put in some work, (laughs) right? It's gonna be a, a step to a step to a step to a step to a step, right? But you got to start with a step. You got to take a step, a step towards holiness. Every day, try to advance the step. But don't stop while you're taking the steps to see are we there yet? That's where we mess up. Don't measure nothing. Just keep taking your steps. He that puts his hand to the plow and looks back is not fit for the kingdom. Don't look back. Just keep taking a step. Next best step from where you are. But, but if, we, if we're honest with ourselves, have we taken the next best step from where we, where we are? I'm not talking about the step you took last month. I'm talking about the next step. <laughs> I want to talking about last month's step which is better than a step you ever took before, probably put you in a position you've never been before, felt good about yourself like you never had before, and that's wonderful. But it, it ain't over. they just to live by faith. It ain't faith moments, it's a faith life. All right, so anyway, that's going over well. So that's the, the holy God. Romans, uh, Romans 1. Romans 1. And we're talking about neglected righteousness because righteousness has just been neglected. It's been, no one's, it's, it's, and, and not because we're mean. It's just, it's so easy to do because righteousness costs something, don't it? It's just easy to do, just like exercise. It's easy to forget about it if you want to because it costs something. If you're going to feel exercise. Like, I mean, for real, like, listen, man, I work out all the time. Not because I like to. I just don't like the results of not working out. That hurts more than the workout. I hate the results of not working out. I, listen, I, I don't have a mirror that's just this, this, this big. I got a full-length mirror to remind me to go work out. I'm just, you know, I mean, I don't have a mirror where I'm just looking at my face all the time. And and I can't get away with that now, too, because I see, you know, extra stuff in my face. It started creeping up to my face. (laughs) (laughs) Romans 1, Romans 1. That's not going over well either. I know, I know. (laughs) Romans... Oh, my imagination. All right, so Romans 1... 28. It says that even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge. Righteous cause here. It said God gave them over to a reprobate mind. They lost their minds to do those things which are not convenient. Right? He, he gave them over to a, a reprobate mind. The scripture says For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Right? Who hold the truth what? In unrighteousness. All right, so So ask yourself this. Do we see God through the lenses of our compromise or our covenant? Do we see God through the lenses of our compromise or our covenant? See, because if I see God through the lenses of my compromise, I'm going to excuse things that would have me operate in a righteous cause. But if I see God through the lenses of my covenant, I'm only trying to do the things that's going to please Him, not them. And I'm not justifying. See, again, you don't have to justify, it's your life. It's your, okay, this, the reality is, it's your choice. So when I drank, and I did, and when I get high, whatever, go back and, somebody watching now from Jersey, go back and interview. I actually told, you know, you had to carry around uh, alcohol in brown paper bags. You couldn't just be walking in the street with alcohol back then. Remember that, Jay? <laughs> right, right. So, but if you saw me and you rolled over, man, what's in the bag? I pull it out. Slits like a bull, baby, what's up? Like, I wasn't like hiding. Whatever I did, I was, I was stupid, but I, was, I really thought this is how I wrote. What, what is there to hide about? Why am I hiding it? So, the choices you make, why are you hiding it? And let me ask you this. Why are you trying to get in on the God rewards but live the compromised life? Well, why? You don't have to. You could just get the rewards of the life you're living. If it's such a wonderful life, then get all the benefits from it. You know, just like in a relationship, if somebody's with another person, well, no, no, be all in. Don't play the fence. So God, listen, next week I had a chapter and verse. God says that. Hey, no, 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 you good? Let them gods take care of you. Let those idols take care of you. That don't speak. <laughs> They're deaf and dumb and you calling them gods. And that's what I'm saying. Like, 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 and it's not even a put down, it's like an awakening. Because we are, we even though we're doing things that we call fun, first of all, you don't have to get drunk and high if it's fun. Why would you get intoxicated? So you're impairing your vision, and then you call it fun. Well, then if it was so much fun, why would you need to impair your vision? <laughs> right. You would enjoy it just soberly, wouldn't you? Spoken from somebody that used to do it, so I know. I'm not. Spe- I'm speaking as one <laughs> with authority. <laughs> <laughs> to extremes. To almost death. So... So, so, and then why would you have to hide? Hey, and then why wouldn't you share with all of us? If it's such a wonderful thing to do, don't you want us to benefit too? So you can come up next Sunday, you can have a pulpit and you can school us on how we should be living the life you're living when nobody's around. And you can bet all of our lives on the choices you're making. Because you're betting some people's lives on the choices you're making right now. You're betting some of your children's lives on it. You're betting the children's lives that you haven't even seen yet. You're betting family members' lives on it. Everybody's watching what you do. Some people aren't even here yet and they're watching what you do. So is, 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 are, is their life worth your choices? Because I'm going to tell you, you guys, before y'all, my family's lives is worth my choices. I, 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 listen, so I can ridicule, talk about me, do whatever you want, but I'm not risking nobody's life because I'm compromising. I'm not risking y'all's. To interview my son, my grandchildren. I ain't risking their lives, and and then I'm not gonna go into a cloud and pretend that this doesn't affect nobody. See, that's, that's a lie. It does. If, know, how, know how you can prove it? With, 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 when it was done to you, it affected you. Amen. When the parents did that to you, it affected you. So why wouldn't it affect your kids? You're using what the parents did to justify what you're doing. You think your kids would be okay with that? Oh, I can understand why you just... Neglected me forgot about me Went into your own world pretend. I didn't exist it because because what your daddy did I I, I, I totally understand but just keep making me feel bad. Keep not in there for me. Keep forgetting I exist. It's okay. Hey, listen You got it honestly. Is that what your kids are gonna say? Know what they're gonna say you had a choice To do right by me and you would think you would have done it because it was you wasn't done right by it. I wasn't done right by. So I had a choice. Man, I'm not letting none of my nobody in my life go through that mess. So so start thinking about it. Because the people that did me wrong, it didn't start when they was 20 and 30. They made choices when they were teenagers that carried into young adult, that carried into adult, and the kids pay. You know, kids aren't puppies, they grow up. Puppies grew up too. That's not what I was trying to say. One <laughs> more point. Yeah, you got me, right? Thank you. Feel me. <laughs> feel me, you yeah. know. That's what happened. I grew up. That's probably the last thing my my, my, my dad figured. I grew up and I asked questions. Y'all, listen, I'm mild compared to how I was. I'm I'm very mild. <laughs> you weren't even there man but you're like well based on how you was just a few years ago you're mild <laughs> I guess you're based on your experience with me <laughs> see how people do you he over there going yes <laughs> right. but, but compared to that that, they, that, that, that bitter young man my, well when I came around my parents oh my, I, I got on their nerves I sent them a letter to apologize Even though somebody said I was justified, I apologize because I was like, man, I know I probably was just like driving y'all crazy. I felt everybody owed me something. So are are your family around you going to be thinking that? Okay. The baby's like, thank you, bro. You know, trying to get myself set up where I get paid. (laughs) <laughs> I'm trying to live a blessed life Thank you, good looking out See, you always got the children in here to amen you Alright, so the Bible says be not conformed to this world It says come out from among them and be ye separate Right? Amen. Romans 12, 2 and 1 Corinthians 6, 17 so, so, so it's saying Come out from among them and be ye separate Now, now I know that's hard Now this is after he said be, Don't be unequally be, Don't be unequally yoked Unbelievers and stuff like that but, but what he's saying, come out from among them, he said, take a step out. And then take another step out. Take another step out. Before you know it, you'll find yourself wondering why you were with them. But it just starts with a step. I'm telling you this because that's what I was living that life. And I just said, well, I, just, I can't do this. First of all, I had to be honest with myself. I couldn't do it anyway. When I went home by myself, I was a whole other person in the house than I was when I was out there in the street. And I was sitting there going, how am I going to get out of this mess? I'm the guy that would sit around with everybody and they'd be talking about everybody and I'd be like, man, I got to get out of here. But if I leave, they're going to be talking about me. (laughs) Then I would count, you know, one Mississippi, two Mississippi, on the inside, you know. Then I would leave out the door and come and listen to the door. (laughs) like, like, Because I was like, that's all we was doing was talking about people. I was like, man, I got to get out of this mess, man. I got to, no, listen, never had enough money. Because I'm spending it all on, on vices. I, I, I don't have any level of discipline to build any resources. I stayed in debt. Because I was lazy. Ah, nah, nah, we get to that. Let's just spend that on there. Man, let's just go to, you know, KFCs, you know, whatever. Taco Bell. I remember one, one time that's all we did. And we kept getting charged off, stuff like that. I said, we didn't spend no money. Yes, we did. Just kept nickel and dimeing it. But I don't live like that now. I probably make less money base salary than, than even the youngest people in this room. But I don't have no debt. And I have savings. And I'm at peace. I'm in, I'm in content with God. Because I'm not living that life no more. That's all I'm saying. It's, it's, you tired. Hey, hey, you don't have to tell me. God told me you tired. This message is because a lot of us in this room, we just tired. So God said, "Hey, come back to the righteous cause, man. Don't worry about what they did. Just come back. Focus on me and the righteous cause. I'll take care of everything else. Now, if somebody needs some some, some vengeance, I'll take care of that too. But right now, you can't do it. You're destroying your life trying to make them pay. That ain't smart." I was doing. I was destroying my life, making. this I was destroying my life trying to make somebody pay. that didn't care. They didn't even know I was trying to make them pay. You know why? Because they wasn't trying to hurt me. They didn't know any better. But I'm gonna make you pay. I'm I'm, I'm on a whole other side of town. I'm gonna make you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I ain't speaking to them. They ain't thinking about me. <laughs> you don't destroy your life to make somebody else pay. So we got to get back to righteousness. What you think, see? Get back to God's righteous cause, right? See, I've been an advocate my entire life. Like, for that reason, I just don't like people getting taken advantage of. Um, I didn't always respect other people's choices. Uh, if it didn't line up with mine, <laughs> you know, um, you know, others, you know, anybody's not doing what you're doing. <laughs> I didn't, I, I, you know, some of y'all like that now, but, but I, I didn't. Um, <laughs> but when I came over to the kingdom, I started to realize it's not about their choice or mine. It's God's. It's about God's. And so, so, so I'm, you know, I'm not going to spend, because I have a whole lot more information. So we'll talk about it next week. But but let's, okay, let's let's do at least a jump off, close out scripture, okay? Is that cool? Hopefully, this is a good close out scripture. It might not be. we might have to find another one. <laughs> but Romans 2, 1 through 4. Romans 2, 1 through 4. You know, because God said before His life and death, blessings and cursing, right? And I apologize if Ed looked like he hot, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, but we're trying to figure out to, what to put the timer on. All right, so 1 through 4, I'm going to read the Amplified. It says, therefore, you have no excuse or defense or justification. Oh, man, whosoever, whoever you are who judges and condemns another for imposing as a judge and passing sentence on another, you condemn yourself. Because you who judge are habitually practicing the very same thing that you censor and denounce. But we know that the judgment, that's an a adverse verdict or sentence. I keep telling you judgment is passing sentence. Of God falls justly in accordance with truth upon those who practice such things. So whether we judge people or not, God's punishment or his wrath or whatever is equal to the choices people make, you know? And he's just, he's he's no respecter person. He's not necessarily trying to put nobody down. Verse three, it says, and do you think or imagine, oh man, when you judge and condemn those who practice such things and yet do them yourself, that you will escape God's judgment and elude his sentence and adverse verdict? Or are you so blind as to trifle with and presume upon the, and despise and underestimate the wealth of his kindness and forbearance and long-suffering and patience. Like, take it for granted, basically. It says, are you unmindful or actually ignorant of the fact that God's kindness is intended to lead you to repent, to change your mind, and inner man to accept God's will? See, so, so, so that's why I say we, even when we say you know, as Christians, we should operate in kindness. Is our kindness leading people to repent and harmonize to God's will? Or is our kindness soothing people in the same state of unrighteousness? See, so, so even how we, how we apply kindness, even how we apply judgment, judgment is passing sentence. It's not stating, hey, you're late. You're late. Everybody in the room know you're late. You know your cousin and everybody else know you're late. People that ain't here know you late. That, that's still not passing sentence. You late because you don't care about nobody and you're gonna be a fool the rest of your life. Okay, I'll pass sentence. Well, you late, you late. You're irresponsible, you lazy. Right? That's 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 a fact. But that's not patent, that's not condemning you. But we live a life if someone addresses what you are doing, don't judge me. If somebody rolls up to you you're drinking. Oh, don't judge me. You drinking. Obviously, you chose to drink. Obviously, you like to drink. So, how is it judging you that somebody's stating what you're actually doing? If they say you're drinking because you ain't nothing but a fool, irresponsible, nobody said all that. So, stop with it. You just feel guilty because you you're convicted about drinking. But don't push that on earth. If, you, if it's something that you think is going to fulfill your life, hold it up proudly. I'm a lush. Right? Say so, again, and I'm not putting nobody down. I'm just saying we're, God wants us to live righteous, and, and even the righteous are kind of throwing themselves off. And then the old, then you almost are playing off of unrighteous rules. Somebody's clouded telling you how to live righteous, telling you how to live like a Christian. How is that possible? I had a young man, I was in correction. He's like, "Well, you're supposed to be a minister. I said, you said that as if you know what a minister is supposed to be. Where did that come from? You, you see, we're, we're, step back and let's be genuine. How about that going forward? We're going to get into some more. Now, show up next week. I know we talk about neglecting rights. Don't, don't, don't not show up because uh, the topic. But, but it's, 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 it's a freeing topic. It's really not uh, a condemning topic. It's not even a push it down. It's a freeing topic because you know what, what's depressing when you don't know what to do? when you think you've done everything. But when you find out, okay, I haven't done that, you still may not do that tomorrow, but you got a target of hope. That's all we're doing, man. Like, like listen, we can, you came to church, right? That's right. This is the church. <laughs> but you came to church, right? What do you expect when you go to church? Hear from that. Well, that's what you expect. You're actually a pastor at the church, so I don't know if that counts. <laughs> What I'm saying, but why you come to church? I mean, honestly, think, think about that for yourself. Besides, I know some of y'all came for the baby dedication. But you, you didn't have to come. You could have saw it on video. Live stream, right? So why you in church? Don't you want to hear from God? That's all? That's all I'm doing? Hey, hey, people. <laughs> That's all? Was, was, she give me with that. Well, she'd be like, that's all. She said, baby, that's all. that's all. That's all I'm doing. Come on, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just trying to help. I Mr. Mean, Lamar, I'm trying to help, right? Help. That's it. That's it. But well, guess what? You can refuse the help. I still love you. There's witnesses in the room. There's been refusing help at times, and I still love them. I'm gonna love you regardless. I can see you tomorrow at a restaurant drinking like a fish and still will love you. You said, thank you. You're going to be drinking at a restaurant like a fish? <laughs> Hold on a second now. Hold on. <laughs> I know. I was just playing. But, but I have witnesses. I know who smokes and drinks. Well, some people I don't. I mean, I don't know. Everybody business. But there's people I know. But how would I know? Because they're comfortable talking to me about it because we're walking through it. Yeah. Amen. People struggling through lifestyles. Mm-hmm. I know about that, too. Guess what? We're walking through it. Right. But I still got to set the standard, right? right. right. That's right All right, so let's stand to your feet.